right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every week. My co-host, the young prodigy, the brains of the operation, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how you doing this week, family? Uh, I'm doing I got you. I got you. I can. I got you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. This is gonna sound super lazy, um, but I worked for home. Worked from home for two years, and I had to commute just twice this week. But it was uh, it's some bad weather that I had to commute in, and I'm just like, dog, I'm over this shit. I'm over this shit already. These, those two weeks had me pissed off like why did I agree to hybrid when I had full work from home but uh I didn't get too much hail damage on my car so that was a W and um I like my job I do I like my boss a lot so I can't complain too much we love that yeah but anyway no one came here to listen to me vent about basically complain about first world problems so <laughs> we'll uh we'll get into it um the playoffs we hear we record this uh this is noon ect 130 on 1 uh central time 130 eastern time on friday uh we got the play-ins tonight um our math start about 24 hours all right we'll be playing for our playing live so Mm-hmm. This episode is going to be like more of a playoff preview, and obviously we'll go through every single series, what we think, and then we'll get into, you know, what most of y'all are here for, how we think our Mavs without our fearless leader is, uh, you know, what are we going to do, how are we going to look, what's the outcome. So we'll get started. I guess uh, we'll start with the East Eastern Conference. Yes, we can do two seven since one, or actually, we can start with our playing prediction for the eight seed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got this might be, I don't know if this is a hot take because I looked at the betting lines and Atlanta's only a two, peak, two point favorite. We'll go with the Cavs. Mm, okay. I am. Um, hmm, all right. Why? I'm going with the Cavs because to me, like, they low key could have beat the Nets. Um, and I think with Jaron Allen coming back, as long as this is this is what him playing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he hasn't played in a while. I know he's probably his conditioning and rhythm isn't gonna be there, but at the same time, Jared Allen, you know, he's a he's a more instinctual player. What he's gonna mm-hmm. give him defensively, I think, is going to be more needed than any, you know, it ain't like he out there shooting threes at middies, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as he comes back and can provide that presence. Um, I think they'll win. Uh, I saw what I needed to see from Darius Garland. I felt validated and making him that, uh, make, put him on the all NBA team. Um, and Lavert sold, Lavert sold so bad. And it still oh, was a competitive don't get game. Don't get me started. He, he sold so bad and it still was a competitive game. And I'm just, the Hawks are the worst defensive team in the league. Like, they're not going to force him into that. Like, Durant, you know, this is why Durant is that guy. Like, he can turn it up 
you know, he don't play lockdown defense like that every single uh, series or regular season, but he, he has the ability to turn it up. And, I, I, you know, Bruce Brown, a decent defender, they, they just had, I don't know, they just had Levert and Chains, but I don't think, I, I think they're going to have to, DeAndre Hunter is going to be more focused on uh, uh, Darius, and that means Levert is going to have it a little easier, and you add in uh, Jared coming back, and I think I, I like Cleveland. I really do. I really, really do. Um, what do you think, ma'am? That's interesting because, I mean, one, I want Cleveland to win. I mean, I think everyone at this point knows um, yeah. my feelings towards the Cavs. They're my little, you know, squad. Um, but with that being said, um, just plugging it, plugging it again um, in the hoopstresses space, our introductory space, um, we, I, we made our predictions. And I had said the Hawks. And I'm not going to walk it back. I still think the Hawks might win, um, even though I don't want them to, just because um, in these single game eliminations, um, and with, with the exception of the um, Clippers Timberwolves game, mm-hmm. I think we've seen games where the team that had the best player they won, um, pretty much in these games. And in these um, single elimination games, um, it's, it's, it's tricky because you think about Hawks Hornets. Trey put up a sneaker. He was horrible. He was pretty, he was actually really bad. Um, I mean, granted, he he got it together towards you know the end of the game, but that was like by the time they were still up by the time Trey really got cooking. Um, but with that being said, I don't think Trey's going to play badly again. It was just him really missing shots. I don't even think the Hornets were doing anything special. To you know, like lock him down, like he was missing shots, and I don't think that will be the case. Um, this game, granted, I think you know you look at the matchups. Okor is probably going to be the one guarding him, and Okor um is pretty good. He's a pretty good defender, but I just think Trey has more pride than that, and he got his stinker out the way. Um, it's interesting that you said DeAndre Hunter would be Darius's matchup because honestly, I don't think the the Hawks should do that because um. If they want to win, because Darius, to me, no one can stay in front of him pretty much in the league. So I think um, I think leaving Hunter as like a like the low man to help on Darius's drives would probably be better than having him um, defend the drive straight up because Darius is getting around him anyway, in my opinion. So, no, no, he, he is. He's getting yeah. from, uh, you said it, he's getting around everybody. Yeah, he's going to get around everybody. So Darius is going to get around him anyway. So it's that's leaving like a bogey or a, um, who do they play nowadays? Kevin Herter, um, like helping. I think I'd prefer Hunter to help. But I mean, that's just, that's more X's and O's matchup. So we won't need to get into that. But um, I just think um, the Hawks, they, the offense, and granted, Jared Allen, Fro is coming back. But I don't know. He hasn't played in a while. And, you know, from the reports is that he's still feeling like, significant pain in his finger and like you said he's not like shooting middies or threes but still like I'm thinking about Cleveland's offense and what it is a lot of the time is Jared I mean um Darius get around his guy lob to Jared <laughs> you know if the you know center comes help so how many lobs are we going to see from Jared Allen with his finger like that you know what I mean like I, I don't know I mean they gonna shoot that man up with horse strangulizer he gonna, <laughs> he gonna feel it 
like tomorrow, but he ain't gonna fill it during the game. But then again, he may not. He also might not be able to fill it from a control standpoint. Exactly, and he might be. I don't know. He might. I just think he might be thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that would maybe hinder his play. But if he's not thinking about it, if he's good to go, then my goodness, it's gonna be a hard fought, you know, game because you think about offense. I mean, you think about Atlanta, it's all offense for them. It's all offense. You saw it in the game against Charlotte, it was really mm-hmm. all offense. Um, I granted they when they can when they lock in, they can get stops, but for the most part, it's not consistent enough. And for Cleveland, you know, with Fro coming back, and if he's good. Cleveland is a team that I can see slowing down Atlanta's offense. Um, so it will get interesting. Um, with all that being said, I, I, I'm still going to lean Atlanta because I just have this weird thing where I like to, you know, I, I value the team that has the best player a bit more, especially in a situation. Uh, Darius Garland not better than Trey Young. Come on, get your agenda. I don't listen. That's the thing. I wish sometimes I wish like I could be like a homer, but be like real serious with it. Like some people are. <laughs> like I could joke around and say, "Oh, Garden's better than Trey," but I know I don't believe that shit. Yeah, yeah. People are homers and they really believe that shit. I w- I wish I could be like that sometimes <laughs> because it, it looks funny. It looks um, you know that meme where it's like um in the, the that cartoon person in the bus and it's like the one looking out the window yeah kind of yeah thing. yeah this this looking this optimistic and yeah, with exactly the agenda. yeah that's exactly how i feel but i mean i mean I, if i expect this to be the better game especially now that we know um it was just reported about two hours ago or an hour and a half ago that paul george isn't playing Mm-hmm. the west's playing we'll get to that but um i think this will be the better um playing game tonight. yeah i'll be interested to watch both but yeah I, I the the pelicans have got it together and the clippers low-key was starting to stink a little bit before paul george came back mm-hmm. and I, I i think uh I, I think they're gonna get packed up because I don't know, but then again, I don't know. They could get hot. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll, they we'll could get hot. We'll get to it. But anyway, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm, so since okay, so since I picked the Cavs and or you picked the Cavs, I picked the Hawks. Mm-hmm. So either one of them are they're gonna be the eight seed to face Miami. Um, I will ask you. I mean, I'll just say I don't think the Hawks have a shot against Miami, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. You think the Cavs could um you know, do something again. No, right. I mean, to be honest, either or, I think here, here's the thing. Trey Young might be the best player in the series, if it is, if the Hawks do win. So I just think transcendent players are going to get a game. They don't catch the broom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And probably even get two if, if we're keeping it tall. Oh, yeah, probably. So, yeah. I so think. I think if it's, you know, if it's the Hawks, they they get packed up in five or six, mm-hmm. uh, six on a good day, but likely five. Got mm-hmm. in my head, I'm picking five. And if it's the Cavs, um, it's I just have no idea how Jared Allen's gonna look. Like if you told me Jared Allen is gonna be at the what I've seen this year, I would still go probably Heat and six. But with him being hindered, because like, yeah, that finger hasn't been touched probably. In, what, he's been out a month now? Something like that? Yeah, March. I think it was like March 13th. Uh, early March, early March, he went out. 
so it, it hasn't been hurt. It hasn't been touched in that time. It's going to get touched. You know, dude's going to be slapping down on the ball super hard. So even if he shows up tonight as the series, as the playoffs progress, it's going to be painful. And yeah. even when they, even when they going to shoot him up with the horse tranquilizer, they, you know, that shit going to wear off. And in between games, he'd be like, damn, my finger hurt. So I, I, I mean, honestly, I hate to say it, it don't really matter. The, the heat moving on in five or six against oh, yeah. these teams. Right. So, the, the, what are we talking about? Yeah, the, really, the, heat, yeah. the heat in five, either way. I'm almost it's like that. both conferences. It's yeah. like, yeah, we have the planes. Yeah, you're playing like today's game. You're playing for the eight seed. It's like, you're either going to, for the East, you're getting spanked by Miami. For the West, you're really getting spanked by Phoenix. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. no matter what, that's about to be a sweep. Five if you're lucky for the West. <laughs> five if you're lucky. Um, but yeah, I just think, um, yeah, definitely the Hawks, like you said, um, I think they can maybe take two games, but, and Trey Young would be the best player in that series, but that's, here's a scenario where I would not pick, you know, the team yeah. with, the player with the best, with the best player, because I mean, when Spo's done with Trey, bro, <laughs> when Spo, like that's, that's was my concern with Trey. People are like, oh yeah, people thought Trey was going to get hunted and he didn't look, look at the coaches Trey faced though. Trey face, I mean, Tibbs, come on, bro. No one on that uh, next team could attack it, Trey. Anyway. They're not even good enough offensively. Exactly, yeah, it. they didn't have the guards to do it. You looked at um Philly, Doc Rivers. We, we don't have to say much about that. Doc Rivers, Ben Simmons, we don't have to talk about that. And you look at, um, you know, he got hurt in the Eastern Conference Finals, so I won't even count that. But if you look at the coach, none of them were equipped or had teams to equip, equip to, like, attack Trey. Miami, though? You put Miami that they have the players and the coaching. I'm mm, Trey. It'd be rough for Trey if the Hawks. I, I think he'd have. I don't. I, I don't know about his numbers, but in terms of the other side of the ball, oh my goodness, it, it's gonna be a massacre. Backdoor cut after backdoor. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he 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 gets lost. I actually think he's going to be just fine offensively. Oh, really? Oh, offensively, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's offensive. but defensively, defensively yeah, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. He, he, like, there's a, you know, defense is complicated, but like, they, my man, just don't even. He just loses his dude. He just be out there, like for real. Like, like some people say, there's bad defenders and there's like catastrophic defenders, and he's a dog, but he is a catastrophic defender. Like he don't even be in the way. So. Uh, I think they're going to exploit that and they're getting packed up and uh, Cleveland I think Cleveland full Jared Allen peak of his powers like I said could give him a run but they just going to hit him in waves and I think Miami's good I know they had a little blow up but I think Miami's good so Miami's moving on um 2-7 want to move to that one yep so we're looking the at spicy one yeah, the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. And, ooh, I – this is where my hot take – well, I, that's the thing. I don't even want to call it a hot take because, I mean, I don't gamble, so I haven't looked at the books or anything, so I don't even know if it's an unpopular opinion or not. But I think my rationale is very – is not what you'd probably expect. So okay. um, I'll ask you first, though. What do you think is going to happen in 2-7 matchup? I think the Boston Celtics beat them boys in, like, six. I, I, I feel very confident that the Celtics are actually going to win. Um, I just, here, here's my thing. Oh, you see, breaking news on the on the pod. 
Oh yeah, uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen is playing tonight. Um, sure, love that. Let's go, let's go. Hopefully, I can, I can, I can be right because I, the Cavs are your team, but I like them. I really do. I enjoy watching them. But yeah, I would love for them to win. Here, here's my thing against uh, with Boston and the Nets. Uh, the Nets just don't play defense, man. They don't. Like that's why they like, dude. Kyrie Irving literally didn't miss, and they still was fighting for their lives with Cleveland. With Cleveland's second best offensive option, having uh, change things for you. I mean, Grant Anna was more on the later end of the series for games four to six, but him potentially coming back that doesn't. I I, I gotta see. I gotta see him come back. I gotta <laughs> see it. I gotta see it because it, Buddy was getting an epidural in his back, like. You know, that that's that's not, you know, backs for tall dudes. Like, he's a tall dude. I know he, yeah. like, he's a, he, I mean, he's not a big, but, but he's, yeah, 6'10", you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, that's a back. It's a back. So, I'm, I'm going to need to see that. And I just think, like, they don't stop nobody. They don't guard nobody. Like, they don't. Like, that's how Cleveland stayed in the game. If Isaac Coral just shoots 33% from three instead of the offer and Lavert don't sell. We ain't even having this conversation right now. But, but like they playing uh they playing the Hawks. So I, I think that's gonna stand up. I I know Rob Williams is really, really important. KD is KD. He's gonna do his thing. Kyrie is going to do his thing, but he ain't gonna not miss no shots. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And I and low key Jason Tatum I don't know what it is, but he see them and he see blood. Maybe he look up to KD. It's I don't KD, know. It's KD. And he gives, I mean, them boys be playing to a standstill, like bucket for bucket. Like, I know KD's better than Jason Tatum, but when you be looking head to head, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I just think Boston is going, they're going to choke out everybody else. Um, Seth Curry, who, who do you think that they're best Brooklyn that is. Is it Seth? It's Seth. I think it's Seth. Or no, it's Bruce Brown. He's Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Right now, it's Bruce Brown right now. It's right Seth now. Because Seth is, you know, he has ankle issues. And yeah, but but, but I'm saying if, if he right was healthy. Yeah, you would say it's Seth and like Seth, okay. he can't move and even if he could shoot, you, Seth Curry is already a disastrous um, defender. That's just, it's just a lot of compounding problems and and they're going to do Andre Drummond bad in the pick and roll. They don't even have great pick and roll players like that. But I I, I just think they're going to take advantage. I think they're going to get popped. Um, obviously, they have the best players. So you can make an argument. They got the best two. Uh, Brooklyn has the two best players. I don't agree, but there's people that would make that argument. But, I, I mean, it won't totally blow me, blow my mind if KD take over and get them out of there. But. I, I just think Boston gonna take it to him. You just can't. You can't. You gotta play defense, bro. You gotta play defense. And I'm going with the team that has the even without Robert Williams, they're still a good defensive team. And I know they're not as offensively potent as Brooklyn, but I, I just haven't seen Brooklyn really give resistance like that. And you know they can do it here and there, but over the course of a seven game series with the volume of scoring options that Boston has. Yeah, man, I think they're going to get it. I, I think they're going to win. I do. 
Well, um, see, okay, so my everything is telling me, like my head, uh, when I look at the matchup, look at everything, and even here, everything that you just said, everything is telling me to pick the Celtics. Why not picking the Nets? That, 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 that is so shocking to me. That's such an anti-SJ. Right? You're very, it's going against everything that I think about. But like I said, it's, it's a hot take for me because I am picking the Nets because when I think about, like, all-time greats, and I just, like, Katie's obviously one of them. Yeah. But when you look at most of them, I feel like most of them have, like, some sort of, like, adversity or um something that happened where they like fought through it and like came out on top on the mountaintop right you look at LeBron um you know his was you know 3-1 Golden State overcame that won a chip I mean the people before my time but you know MJ he had I know he had his you know issues you know we all watched the you know last dance and granted mind you he's he wasn't like I would say one of the stars or greats that had the most adversity but he had some you know and I just think um all the greats just have some story that was just so bad for them people are like maybe doubting them or counting them out and they overcame it I don't think Katie has that at all <laughs> when you look at his um like if you look at his track record the rings he won he went to an incredibly like stacked team like and this isn't people talk about oh well LeBron like I said incredibly stacked team Bron never went to a, a Golden State Warriors <laughs> you know what I mean uh, right, right. Um, yeah that incredibly stacked team and um, you just look at all his and I mean you could talk about the Achilles and his return being his you know in the face of adversity and overcoming it yes but I'm talking about in the grand scheme of like chips like championships I'm not talking about like a first round, second round kind of thing, or regular season. I'm talking about championships. And KD doesn't have that. Um, and I just think, I think he's a great one. Like, he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen. So I just think this year, I don't know why I'm getting a feeling that this year, like, my hot take is actually the Brooklyn Nets wins the championship. Um, wow. So that's yeah. So that's that's why it ties in. And you've been with Malika too long. She has, she has, she, she has converted you wow right and it's crazy because you know my answer to always who's coming out of the east is always the bucks because you know yeah. it's always the bucks i always pick the bucks and like i said my head everything is telling me to think about it you know objectively and pick other people i, I just don't know i feel like this is going to be the run for kd because even last year like it was the you know it was him and Kyrie but the rich got richer they added James and it was just like everyone was already even if the Nets won everyone was already putting an asterisk on that ring too you know saying that they had a you know super team whatever whatever the case is Harden is gone now so you don't have that super team kind of um you know narrative around you anymore and granted yes you're playing with Kyrie but like I said no one won by themselves in history um so everyone had a you know start player um people that I mentioned had a star player next to them but it's gonna be KD I just think he's gonna have a run where we're just like oh shit like did that just happen kind of thing um and I think he's 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 gonna win I think we're just gonna see KD be Superman that's that's my um rationale for the Nets like beating the Celtics I do think the Celtics as a unit um is probably the better team um, given that they have good offense and their defense is so um, smothering. But um, I don't know. I just think KD is going to pull it off somehow. 
<laughs> like, I know that's not probably what you were looking for. No, for. no, no. My I, audience, at least, at least for the audience, you're probably. I, I'm kind of shocked. I'm kind of shocked that comes yeah. from you. However, I mean, I I, no, I, I don't think this is something. I'm like, dog, you crazy. Everything you're saying is totally plausible. It's yeah, totally I'm just plausible. Thinking about it, yeah, KD doesn't have anything. Granted, well, well, I, I think I, this legacy, is just but, you know. This is my two cents. No one will say it. Um, I think it, it's kind of the common, I guess, opinion. But just getting that Bucks team with what he had to seven, yeah, I think kind of like I, I mean, you, you, the hot take artist on ESPN. I, I forget which one said it. Maybe it was, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was Kendrick Perkins. It was like, yeah, last year did more for his legacy than one of them championships, and that's a bit much for me. But I mean, I, yeah, he, but I'm talking about chip though. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he went um basically by himself. Yeah, but that's the second round. I'm not talking uh, like if you look at yeah, Drake, yeah, a lot they, of Drake have had excellent like series. Like I'm talking about like to get to like the top of the like top top of the mountain like i'm not talking about no first round i'm talking about like in adversity you overcame whatever it is to get the chip like to get the chip um i feel like he yeah we just he just doesn't have one of those stories and it's just i mean like i feel he's due i feel he's due yeah i feel he's due because even i mean when you look at it kobe kobe technically didn't really have one of those stories either in terms of rings but i just i think i put kobe in a different um i mean i think he's different just because um he's stuck with one team you know for for so long that um his situation is just different um but in the you know thinking about modern stars or even stars that you know didn't stay on one team and um they just i just think he's due for like a an adversity kind of and I'm not even saying this is like an adversity because it's not like the Brooklyn Nets is a bum squad and he'd carry bums all the way like I'm not trying to say it like that but it's the fact that like I said I don't gamble so I don't check the books but he's like what an underdog so for him to win as an underdog this would be the first time that he's done it um and I, I do think he's due for it because you just look at his play and someone said it. I I think it was a tweet. I, I don't remember where I saw it, but I think it was a tweet. Someone was like, Katie played like this is one of their favorite seasons of Katie to watch because he played so free. Like he really played like he had nothing to prove. And it was true, you know. He, he's I don't say this lightly. I really don't. If you just remove agenda, if you remove super team and you just talk about pure basketball. He's perfect. Does it all. Mm-hmm. He scores from everywhere. He scores from any way you want to. He does it efficiently. He can play defense. Mm-hmm. He's not a defensive anchor, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. But you yeah. know he can play. You can play it on a high level. He's proven yeah. it. He's like perfect. Like he's the JJ Redick on his pod say. You know when you talk about the best player in the league, it's Kevin. They like take Katie out the list and then they talk about everybody else and that kind of took me aback when he said it but once again you remove ego you remove agenda that's true man the boy the, the boy perfect there ain't no stopping Katie you just hope he miss hope he miss 
There's no nothing. Trap him. Trap him. Get the ball out of his hands. And hope Kyrie Irving didn't play that night. No, that's, really. only, that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll just see. I so this isn't a a, a gut feeling kind of pick. So wow, we have not um like agreed yet. So yeah, you have Boston. I have the net so we can move on to um three six then wait wait so, i do yeah. want to put i do want to put my two cents in on katie oh yeah he yeah, is yeah. a great basketball player i like katie i don't yeah like root against him i don't root against the nets um you know i think we talked about it privately but like i like Kyrie till he started he fell off the deep end i still love his game but the, in my opinion they have disrespected the basketball gods too much just between him going to the Warriors to me disrespected the basketball guys, them getting Kenny Atkinson packed up, disrespected the basketball guys, them getting Kenny Atkinson packed up because he dared start a DeAndre Jordan over Jared Allen. And maybe they'll win one, but they got to take another L. I really, I don't think this is that year. And I know that's some stupid superstitious stuff, but I really believe that. Okay. I mean, that's fair. But anyway, moving on to next series. Next series. So that's, um, no, th- yeah, 3-6 is, who's 3-6? Bucks, Bulls. I mean, I don't think we need to talk too long about that. I said a sweep. Chicago is lucky if they get a game. Nah, they're going to get a so game. They, that's get the thing. The Bucks play, that's the thing. The Bucks don't play with their food in the first round, though. I was about to say, you think in the playoffs the Bucks are about to play around with their food? They're ending that in. in they play, just, they don't play with their food in the first round. They, they can't stop Giannis, bro. They they can't do anything with. Like, and that's the thing. I don't think they could do anything with him. It's not like, oh, maybe they could try this. Maybe they, I, like, they have no I, answers. They have no, they have no answers. answers. They have nothing. So I and you can't trap because you just can't send mad bodies. The Bucks, the Bucks are better than you know. They're a great team. You're not going to be able to get away with sending mad bodies for Giannis because you're probably going to get blown out. You're getting blown out maybe regardless, but especially if you're sending mad bodies at Giannis. And um, yeah, it's especially, and that doesn't even work anyway because it's not like Giannis, Giannis's usage and him handling the ball, that has gone down. So unless you're like doubling him off ball, <laughs> um, like a Steph, there's nothing you can really do here. Um, so yeah. That's a sweep to me. Chicago's lucky. Like, if, if if the Bucks want to play around, Chicago might get one game, and that game would probably be, a, like, a close game, maybe a DeRozan, you know, kind of game winner type game. Um, but that's that's all I got for that. Um, so congrats to the Bucks for moving on to the second round. I, I This is what I want because, like, dude, I thought the Bulls would, I forget where I had them picking. I think I had them as a playing team. And low-key, if the season had another week, I think I would have been right. But yeah, I had them as six, so, I mean, I could victory lap for that. Yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> right. um, but I just don't I just don't want DeRozan to fold. I want him, to, if he's going to go out, let him go out putting up buckets. And I want to see Zach Levine put up buckets. And, man, I wonder what they're going to do with Vooch, because I think he only got one year left on his deal. And like he, they just don't need that. They need, they need somebody that can play. They need a rim protector. Mm-hmm. And asking Patrick Williams to do that, it's just I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's funny because they could have kept 
Gafford. Like if you think about it, kept like a guy like Gafford and <sighs> in good shape. And I'm yeah. not saying Gafford is like a defensive anchor, but I mean Gafford, he's younger, he's young enough to with the right coaching staff. Like I ain't saying he's gonna be Tyson Chandler, but dude is 22, 23. He better than what they got. Now I, I hate to say it in the playoffs, Vooch, I think he'd be take running in this series, he'd be running Vooch's minutes. Yeah, probably he definitely be taking the minutes because Vooch, mm, Vooch is look crazy. <laughs> like Vooch is gonna keep declining. Like it's gonna be a thing where game one to like four is gonna be a steady decline. In each yeah, season. yeah, he gonna he he gonna be out there looking like tall man by the end of it. Where they just hey man, you stand in the corner and hope your best. And because I don't see him being able to officially score on Giannis. Whoever his matchup is, oh, I don't know. Okay. He can, he, yeah, not bad in the no, like, not at all. Defender. But he could, if they put Bobby Portis out there, he could get Bobby Portis buckets. But I don't even think that's gonna be a thing. That's the cool thing about having Brooke and Bobby. Like, like uh, Brooke can play against Atlanta, so they ran Bobby out there and he finished him off. And then they have it's cool to have versatility. I don't want to get in bring Mavs derailment to this conversation, but moving forward, that's what I want for the Mavs. I want two good options. I don't want to be forced to play one way with our center. Um, yeah, we can, the Bucks packing them boys up. I'm going five, and I just hope DeMar and Zach play well. I do. And I hope the young the young boys, Yayu, DeSumos, and uh oh my gosh the point guard i like kobe white i yeah. hope he i hope he i hope they show up because they they, they kind of need they need the them dudes to show up for trade bait or just because they need to play like because they they the bulls have so much talent they like we all we saying they're gonna get swept like that's crazy they have arguably two all nba caliber it's players though this is where um this is where you know matchups are important for the playoffs because it's not it's not like you know people saying they're getting swept it's not like oh the bolts stink they're getting swept yeah. it's not coming from that it's just that they got the probably the worst possible matchup they could get in the first round and i think yeah the bucks are probably the worst matchup they could get and they happen to draw that <laughs> so yeah. um, it's all about matchups yeah. and they but, got uh moving on to the four or five and this is uh <laughs> all right four or five we got philly and toronto i feel very strongly about this i feel so strongly about this uh matchup that it's giving me like an existential crisis about someone that is an extremely small content creator slash twitter presence to where i've had to look at players i don't like and try to remove how much I dislike them from like, quote unquote, being an analyst, right? So I don't like James Harden. I never have, right? I like, I don't really even like Joel Embiid. I do respect how he played this year. And I like Toronto. I like everybody. I like Nick Nurse. Pascal Siakam was my dream uh final piece the second star that people don't think is that good but i think if he came and played with luca that shit would look great 
And now that ship is sailed because he's arguably an all NBA player this year. And I like, I just like Toronto. I like Masai. I like the whole roster. So I'm like, dog, they're going to beat them. They're going to beat them. James Harden's looked like shit since basically since he's been a sixer against the Raptors. They're going to beat them. They're not going to beat them. James Harden's going to look like shit. Joe Embiid is going to step up in low key. Playing Danny Green more and play some Matisse Thybul probably is going to help them offensively. And I think the Sixers are going to win. Uh, I think it's going to go six, probably seven. But I, I think the Sixers pull it off. I want to pick the Raptors so bad. I do. I really do. But they're not going to. I, I just don't think they're going to have enough to get it done at the end. What do you think, man? Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you. This is the... Um second series that we've agreed on i think i mean everyone's picking the raptors nowadays and that goes to show the reputation that harden you know and doc you know has the fact that uh-huh. people are picking against them but i will say that um i have the sixers winning six for the reasons you mentioned i just don't think toronto has enough offensively especially when you look at their half court offense mm-hmm. it's not really great um it kind of is reminiscent a bit of Miami and um one thing you can point out there the you know common denominator is the fact that they don't have that one you know superstar guy and Siakam has been great um he made my all NBA team because of his season and he's been great but like if Siakam is your like best like or go-to, I should say go-to, is if Siakam is your go-to shot creator in the half court, mm, I don't know. And then Freddie, I mean, Fred is just so inconsistent. That's why I can't even any And he's hurt. And he's, oh wait, he's hurt? I didn't even know that. Well, he's not like going to miss the game, but uh-huh. he, he's kind of falling off. He, uh, I want to say it's his knee. It's, it's oh, a he- lower body injury. I forget if it's oh, knee okay. or his leg. But basically, that happened. I don't know, maybe a month ago. He's kind of if he he he's been out, and if he's played, he's been kind of bad. So yeah. I'm a little worried. You know, I'm a I, Fred. I love Fred Van Fleet. That's my guy. So I really want this for him. I, I love that he was an All Star. I just they they ain't gonna have enough to get it done. Yeah, he's just too inconsistent of like a scorer. Yeah. Um, that he's gonna have the games where he's going like five for twenty-one, like five for you know, he's gonna have those games, and they cannot afford to have those games. And granted, you could say, oh, well, last game, last regular season matchup that they played, you know, Fred stunk, um, but they still won. Granted, Fred, I think Fred hit like a real big shot, like a big shot at the end, but for the most part, he was really bad. Still, that's one game <laughs> in the series, and I don't think you should bank on the Raptors, and that's the game where Siakam has to go nuts um, for them to win, So, and Harden stunk, too, on the other side, so I, I just think you can't bank on, you know, an inconsistent Fred, um, a Siakam who is going to have his good moments, but I doubt he's going to be averaging, like, 35, you know, for the whole season, and it took about 35 for him last game. For them to beat, you know, the Sixers, I don't think he's going to average that much for the whole series. And then when you look at it, um, so that's from Toronto's end. I just don't think they'll have enough offensively, like you said. And even defensively, like, 
they're gonna send you know Embiid is anticipating it as well they're gonna probably send mad bodies at Embiid to guard Embiid because they can't have any they don't have any granted no one in the league really can guard Embiid one-on-one but they especially do not have a body to do it given that they play so small um so they're gonna send mad bodies um at you know Embiid and I just don't think you can win a series like that you know what I mean? Like for Sixers playing four on three constantly, they're going to figure that. Like that's why you have a Harden. People are talking about Harden's numbers from a scoring standpoint. I think they'll be bad. But if you're giving Harden the opportunity to play four on three, his playmaking is what's going to shine there. So I just think, um, I just think, um, is there's just people are like preying on the downfall of you know hard I just I, I don't think it's gonna happen in round one um I think I just think he's he's gonna play bad from a you know scoring standpoint just because what he does um best Toronto can neutralize it in that he you know likes his switches but what you're gonna switch Scotty Barnes off you to get Precious, <laughs> like Precious isn't too bad at that. You're switching Scotty to get OG. You're switching OG to get Siakam. Like it's it's um he's going to have a tough time, um scoring. But like I said, if you are allowing him to play four on three, like consistently, it, you can't do that. You just can't do that. Yeah, and the the other thing that like when they've played because of the way they play, you know, Nick Nurse is a madman with the traps and doubles and stuff like that dog when you do that it's they've allowed Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris believe it or not to go off because while they not the you know Tyrese Maxey's a good player and then Tobias you know he's a solid player overpaid whatever like you give him open shots or you know he can get downhill against uh uh in the blender defense it's like man he's still he's gonna give you some buckets you know what i'm saying he ain't playing against like a totally set defense he's still gonna give you some buckets so they ain't gonna have enough man they ain't i how I, I want it so bad though i do i'm not gonna hold you in i, I really want to pick toronto i think toronto should i think toronto has moved into like the like it's a coin flip from a betting perspective like I got to look it up again, but I, I think Toronto, like it was, the Sixers were the favorites, but like there's been so much money coming in on the Sixers to where they had to move the line down. I mean, on uh, the Raptors, they had to move the line down. So there's a lot of people, smart people, a lot of gamblers that are rolling with uh, rolling with Toronto, but won't be me. Won't be me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can move on to the West. Um. Then, with that being said, um, we can start with the West playing game. As we said earlier, Paul George isn't playing. He has yeah. COVID. They get packed um, up. Yeah. I. Th- I mean, I think it still should be a good game. The Clippers. Granted, you. Yeah, the Clippers did stink a bit before Paul George got back, but they didn't have Norm Powell either tonight. They do good have point. Norm Good point. Um, good point. I so they about still that. have. They still have some. Um you know, um, you know, they have some offensive juice there. I think it still should be a good game. You can't count Ty Lue out because, um, you know, he's going to try anything, especially in this game where, um, you know, he doesn't have a star player. Expect him to experiment, especially if things aren't going um, the Clippers' way. 
Um, but I think the Pelicans just have such great momentum, you know, riding right now. I think the Pelicans, um, I should, I think, um, like a guy like, um, I think BI CJ should be enough offensively because the Clippers, they can go through droughts where they just cannot score a bucket, like they just cannot score at all. And when you have like, um, Pelicans want to put out, you know, their defensive lineups, um, of like, uh, Herb Jones, you know, you have Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy. Granted, a lot of these are rookies, but you know, they have great defensive kind of instincts and energy. I just think the Pelicans have more. Um, and I think they're going to play their their way into a four or five game, you know, gentleman sweep from Phoenix. So um, I mean, it's cute that they'll, you know, they've they'll have made it from being one, they started what one for 12 on the season to everyone thinking yeah there's no shot at them doing anything pretty much tank out get a another lottery pick to put with you know the core but hey they could very well be you know the eighth seed by the time we're talking about playoffs and everything this weekend so I mean good for them it's a great story for both teams actually not just the Pelicans but you know the Clippers with their issues to um objectively you know it's nice to see these two teams being in this position but in the end, they're just playing for a chance to get manhandled by people. You're playing to get manhandled by another team. No, uh, you can tell me Zion coming back at the peak of his powers, and it's like, oh, it's instead of getting swept or going out in five, they yeah. going they they going out in five, maybe six. They still mm-hmm. going out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's cut the shit here. They ain't being Phoenix. I don't even like, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I like Phoenix. I like the play in. I'm sorry. I like both. Well, I don't like the Clippers, but I like New Orleans. Everything you said about but my issue with people who are anti play in is I just don't care. Don't watch it if you don't like it. And it discourages tanking, which is a positive. It's a positive. Therefore, I'm for it. I don't want no cutoffs. I don't want no none of that. There's been years where the AC had like 34 wins and they played a one seed that had like 60. Like that shit was pointless. Oh, well. So I'm, I'm not, I don't care about the AC. I'm happy that they didn't tank and I'm happy that, shit, I'm happy to see New Orleans. Let's be honest. The Clippers weren't going to make no real noise, in the, even with Paul George coming back. They just confirmed that Kawhi one isn't playing this year. There's some type of, apparently there's some beef about it. I don't know if that's a... As always, I don't know how they said this last year, too, when he initially got hurt. It yeah. was, remember, there was issues with him and the training staff. Now yeah. there's, there's always issues with Kawhi and his, like, yeah. not saying he's lying about anything or what the issue is. I don't know, but there's always drama with Kawhi. Right, right. Yeah, they, bottom line is, without Kawhi coming back, they, I know they had the cute run where they packed up the Mormons, and then they, you know, they, they put up a good fight against Phoenix, but last year ain't this year you know what i'm saying and they they will lose to phoenix let's cut the let's cut the shit so moving on two versus seven i'm sorry uh well yeah it's two versus seven so we got (laughs) a lot this is my favorite first round series of the playoffs this really really is um this actually had me going back and like watching games over this week because like same thing we were talking about earlier. I'm having this existential crisis with players I don't like, but at the same time, uh, 
couple hundred people listening to me talk about basketball. So I want to like not just be here with high takes. I don't like D'Angelo Russell like that. So I'm yeah. looking, he, he is, I don't, dog, he looks better than Luca. He looks better than any star I've seen against them. It's, oh, yeah. it's so weird. I mean, fricassee, fry, pure buckets, assist, efficiency, getting steals. I don't know what he got against. I don't know if one of them did something to him. It's 28, eight and six on like 50, 40, 90 splits over the last two years, giving it to him. And it's just, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out, SJ. I cannot figure out why him, of all people, just be, I mean, he'd be embarrassing Desmond, I'm not Desmond Bain, uh, Dylan Brooks. Like, literally had less problems with that dude than Luca, and I have no idea how. I can't explain it. And I don't, I, I'm excited about this series. I don't know if he can keep it up, but he's done it for, hell, I think they played him six, I think he's played him six times and he's fried him every, all six, no stinkers. So I don't know, man. And then I think Ant is going to go, these are two of the, Mm. they're they're two of the highest scoring teams in the league. They're two of the fastest paced teams in the league. Um, I could be wrong. I think Minnesota actually might be, no, no, they aren't. Memphis is a better defense than Minnesota, but do you, oh, Minnesota, no, Memphis, yeah. Memphis is top ten. Memphis is like if you look at like boxes to check with contenders, Memphis yeah. checks all of them. I think yeah, they do. Top, yeah, they're top ten in both offense and defense. I want to say they're actually top five in both, but I don't want to say that yet. Actually, I think they might just be just outside the um top five for offense, um or maybe it w- it was defense. I yeah, think they're just outside Memphis, the top Memphis, five for one Memphis, of them. Yeah, Memphis. Is, shit, they yeah. Yeah, they top four. They're fourth in defensive efficiency. Fourth defense and and yeah, but um, I I okay. So this series is 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 one of the most intriguing ones to me. Um, for some of the reasons you just mentioned too. But with, I would start with the D'Angelo Russell thing that you were just talking about. Um, with you know him just going off against Grizzlies. I just think you know how just certain players just have a team that they just go nuts against. Yeah. And you you try to look into the matchup to think oh maybe why. That is, you know, you could look at uh, Giannis. Giannis always, you know, historically plays well against the Bulls. I mean, you could, you know, point to the fact that Bulls have not had an interior presence to, you know, stop Giannis. But with the matchup with, um, I guess, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, you can't even say it's defense with the way our schemes are running with, you know, switches and all that. Yeah. It's not, I won't even put that on Jaw to say it's Jaw's fault because Jaw hasn't even played in some of the matchups. I He don't you know, guard. He don't guard him. Yeah, and Jaw don't guard him anyway. That's what I'm saying. So it's like you can't talk about defense anyway. It's just it's just probably is a it's like a Tim Hardaway in the Rockets. You're like, yeah. why does Tim Hardaway Jr. like just torch the Rockets? I just think it's it's a situation like that where the D just likes playing the Grizzlies. But I think this I think this series, like if we're looking around the league, um you're talking about upsets, right? And I mean, is is two seven in the East? Is Brooklyn Celtics? If Brooklyn were to win, would you categorize that as a real upset? You know, like a true, true upset. You know what I mean? Because you look at the fact that Brooklyn still has KD and Kyrie. Like they're a seven seed, yes, but they're not really a true seven seed. You know, with all things being healthy. You know what I mean? But this series to me has the best. Um, with that being said. Since I don't, I wouldn't classify Brooklyn winning as a true upset. I think this series has the best um, potential for an upset, 
in the in the first round um because i think one of the grizzlies advantage is kind of neutralized in the fact that the grizzlies how they beat you a lot is you know a lot of people have you know pointed to this fact too they beat you in transition you know they're gonna outrun you um they're probably more athletic than you you know they're younger they're probably younger than you they're what the second youngest team in the league so they're probably i think they are the youngest team in the playoffs you know so they're younger than you. They're going to j- out jump you, outrun you, all of that. But you look at the Timberwolves. They're a pretty young team, too. You know, with, you know, Ben mm-hmm. in there. But they got the athletes to jump with Mem- Memphis. They could run with Memphis. <laughs> um, so it's like that. I don't think Memphis just has a, you know, a huge advantage there. And you're looking at half court, you know, sets and Memphis, you know, they're often significantly drops in the half court. And you look at Minnesota. And I just think, granted, I'm picking the Memphis Grizzlies to win the series only because I think Minnesota, they're similar to the Grizzlies for the reasons I just mentioned that the advantage that the Grizzlies have over most teams, they don't have it here. But I think the Wolves are just a bit too erratic. Um, and that's where remember on the pod, I said, Pat Bev's leadership would be the X factor in them beating Clippers, and it did. that happened. And that kind of happened, um, where Pat, Bev, I felt like Pat Bev kind of calmed them down a bit sometimes, um, in that game. But at the same time, I don't know if Pat Bev can do that for an entire series. No. And, exactly. and, the, and the other thing is like, I, when you were talking about two young teams and, mm-hmm or whatever, like home court matters. Exactly. And, and Memphis has home court. Um, the Wolves foul too much. I know the reason, like, the Wolves are hacks. They're hacks. They I'm not helping with that because he's a hack himself. Oh, no. I, and that's the thing. Like, with that, dude, it blew my mind. Like, those dudes were mad about foul trouble. Bro, y'all was fouling the Clippers. They're foul. They're y'all, hacks. them was fouls. Them they're were hacks. blatant fouls. Yeah, cat had a uh, cat fouled out. Cat had about five like legit fouls. He should have fouled out earlier than that if we keep yeah. it tall. Like, dog, y'all be hacking. Don't be mad. They just calling it. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's 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 crazy. They're hacks, and that's why I like to me the wolves are a bit too erratic. <laughs> like, that's the best word I could use. They're just a bit too chaotic for me to pick them. Um, and I, I just don't think um you know, like I said, I don't think Pat Bev's leadership, he don't got the CP3, you know, premium leadership. He got leadership, but it's not, it's not the CP3 premium where he could pull, you know, the young guys together through an entire series. I don't see that, but um, it should be a good one because I, I think, um, I mean, it just should be a real good, I think Ant, I, I don't know. I think if the Wolves were to upset you know, the um Grizzlies, it'll be because Ann had a like a coming out party, like Ann averaged like a damn near 30 piece, <laughs> like in the series. Um, but I think it's a bit unfair to expect that from Ant. Um, you know, a young player, his first playoff, you know, action. So I don't think he can expect that. But um, I think he should have um, I don't know, it should be a good series. You you think about cat. I, I mean, I could see a world where Steven Adams has cat pissing himself. <laughs> like I could I could see that like we just like I'm just saying I could see Steven Adams really having cat like you know um but I don't know um we'll just have to see I I think this is going to be one of the most exciting first round series you know you have both sides the Grizzlies they talk a lot the Wolves they talk a lot 
So it's going to be chippy, a lot of trash talk. We'll probably get great quotes in the, you know, post-game pressers from, you know, these both teams. So I'm excited about the series from, you know, both an on-court standpoint and just all the, you know, storylines surrounding it too. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's going to be feisty. I think it's going to be a feisty six-game series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe even five. We're all five games. But I think it, oh, I don't five? think you can go on five. I see it being a six or seven series, honestly. No, I just think the uh, I think the volatility of Minnesota is gonna have them lose a game that they should win because like I just think the Wolves have too much, like a bit too much talent to lose in five. That's not like Phoenix. Like it's to me like Memphis is really good, but like you think of in a playoff setting, I don't think they're that dominant to beat a team with so much talent. This is my thing. And let's say, uh, let's just say for shits and giggles that D'Lo doesn't turn into, isn't one of the best players in the NBA, and Cat is folding. Those two things are like probably not only highly likely, but probable, right? Then you're looking at Ant, who's a good player, but Ant still be shooting that three ball a lot. And I feel like that's... That, that's what I'm saying. The volatility and him making that three, like if he just won wet on that three ball against the Clippers, they lose that game if we're keeping it tall. And I think he's going to keep trying to shoot it. He's a young player. I give young dudes grace when it comes to their first playoff. And it's, let's not lie to ourselves. This is, he's the second best player. It's going to be his first run. I don't think it's realistic to even expect him to keep his same regular season expectations. Uh, I'm sorry, regular season performance into the playoffs. And, and I think Cat going to fold again. I do. I do. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be a – might cause him problems. Steven Adams might cause him problems. And I just don't trust some other dudes to keep it going like that. I could be wrong, though, but, I mean, we talk about five or six, though. They still losing. <laughs> Either yeah. way. So – want we'll to move on to the next one um three six denver versus golden state man i think golden state i, I think Jokic is going to be on his shit i think Jokic is going to play great even though low-key looney has i'm looking at some matchup data i think looney has played them pretty tough historically yes, but playoff here's the thing that's like i don't think people realize like as great as Jokic is Jokic is also a playoff riser like if you look at Jokic postseason, like to me, Looney has played him tough, and Looney has you know the championship pedigree and all that. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just think Jokic is gonna eat Looney up. <laughs> like yeah, just yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I think he's gonna eat him up. Like Jokic yeah. don't play. Like Jokic look aggressively looks for his shot in the playoffs. I think that's the difference. Like in the regular season, it's like. Oh, I'm kind of open. Let me take the shot. You know, that, I feel like that's how he plays. But in the playoffs, it's like, yeah, let me play. I think if Jokic is in that mindset, Looney was six nine, was <laughs> six yeah. eight. <laughs> mm, I don't know, man. But we'll we'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I like. I was gonna say Looney has played him well, and I was gonna say Jokic. You cut me off before I gave my gave your boy his shot. Jokic is so good. I don't see him losing in six to nobody unless he, like, when he f- loses, it, it's because he's gassed from carrying a team. 
but this is the first round, right? And he ain't going to be gas. So he's going to be able to get two games on his own. I think he's that good at this point in his career. But it ain't going to be enough, I don't think. I still got to see Steph. Because then again, if Steph is, uh, Steph ain't Steph. Yeah, they, they, shit, they can pull the upset. Because obviously, Jokic is going to be the best player in the series. So if yeah. Steph ain't looking good, they can be bad. I don't, I don't know if you saw that quote. That shit was hilarious to me. Oh, the Iguodala quote? Yeah, he did. I said, like, yeah, man, we win championship. We could lose in the first round. It's just kind of up in the air. I'm paraphrasing, but that's some real shit. That's basically how the Warriors have looked without stuff. So, or with it, I'm not 100% stuff. So, I'm still on, I'm going to give them because to me, that run towards the end of the year without stuff, where they got it together and Clay looked better and Jordan Poole, a low key. I like him. Like, I probably like him more than the quality of player he is. But he, you know how we have our list of players we just like. Jordan Poole's on my list. I I, I root for him. And I think they're going to get your boy out of there in six. But it's going to be a hard-fought six. It's, gonna, it's not going to be a, a pack-up. And I actually think I won't, my mind won't be blown if they actually, if Steph come back, he looking shaky. I don't think Clay is the defender that he has been historically, and there's there's some there's some clunkiness there. Still with him, like he's had some high. He's shooting the ball well, but like he kind of been chucking, and it kind of breaks the offense. Like he never chucked like this before, and like maybe he does that, and he's he don't got it that night. Either way it goes, I I can see. I see a path to Denver winning, but I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I feel like the consensus on at least Twitter, because a lot of folks think Golden State is sweeping or winning in five. And granted, a lot of it is stemming from people upset that, you know, Jokic is probably winning MVP and they just want to see him, you know, losing the first round in a sweep or in five. So those are just people salty about that. But a lot of people don't you know, um, have Denver winning the series or they don't have Denver winning. And I mean, earlier in the season, I thought the Warriors definitely needed to do anything to not get this matchup um, because it would be dicey. And I think it still should be dicey, but Denver just does not have close to enough to actually um, pull out the win. I think Jokic's numbers are going to be disgusting, <laughs> um, but I, I just don't think he's enough. And Murray's not coming back. Um, you know, at this point, I think everyone thought Murray would have been back for the first round, um, but it's clear that he's not. So, um, yeah, there's no way. Um, like, I, I won't say there's no way. <laughs> Let me not say that. But I, I, yeah, Jokic can't do it by himself. Jokic cannot do it by himself. And um, just with, I, I. I mm, yeah, I just can't even make the argument for for Denver to win. I, I can't see without, like, a Jamal Murray there, you know? Like, Jokic's numbers are going to be disgusting, but the Warriors can guard. You know, they can defend. So, they I think they could be content with letting Jokic, you know, eat up Kevon Looney and just stopping everyone else, and that would be enough. So, um, I think that's where... Actually, thinking about of last year's playoff series, I think that's where Portland made the mistake, or where Port not mistake, but that's where Portland they were just unlucky because Portland were actually winning the minutes um 
where um Nurkic was on the floor because Nurkic was just playing Jokic straight up and Jokic was still scoring but it was like mixed results you know it was hit or miss and they were actually winning those minutes but the problem was Nurkic couldn't stay out of foul trouble and that wasn't just him fouling you know just Jokic he was just fouling everybody so when Nurkic had to come out of the game and then you put in an Ennis Cantor that's that's where Portland lost the series the fact that Ennis Cantor had to play so many minutes um or Ennis Freedom now my bad but Ennis Freedom he had to play so many minutes um so that's where they lost the series so I think in this case, I think the Warriors are smarter. They're going to be a smarter team than Portland was, and they have better defensive Portland personnel than Portland did. Um, so I think um, with that being said, like I said, Jokic's numbers are, gonna, are probably going to look so disgusting, <laughs> but I think that he can't do it himself. So, yeah, Warriors in – I want to say five if Steph looks good six if he's struggling a bit yeah yeah that that's why i'm leaning i agree we ended up disagreeing to start this and we started to agree with all this shit so yeah but i mean it is what it is the basketball is the basketball you know what i'm saying so it is what it is so we here now we got some breaking news that I don't think it's really breaking news. I think it it's was common, yeah. it's common sense. It's just the timeline is reacting to it being real. But uh, four or five are Dallas Mavericks versus the Mormons. of the. There ain't no damn jazz in Utah, but the Utah Jazz. And um, yeah, man, Luka's out game one. Doubtful for game two. I think if you paid attention to what this type of injury was, it was kind of obvious that in my mind he was toast the first two games either way and maybe plays game three with giving it a go game four depending on how things look and that's what I'm sticking to it the reporting that's coming out is sounding like that might be a thing actually hell you know Tim McMahon was on the pod today like there's some doubt that he plays any games now in the series so, you know, I've, I've mentioned this is going to be the third time I mentioned this during this pod is trying not to be like a quote unquote hot take artist or whatever, or all that. Um, whilst trying to be objective about the game. Look, man, I ain't doing that shit for my favorite basketball team, not in the playoffs. Like I'm not dead ass. Um, not only am I not doing it for my favorite team, like, I'm going to be optimistic. I am. I'm going to be optimistic about our chances. Do I think we'll beat the Jazz if Luka don't play at all? No, I don't. Do I think it's a possibility that's like a reason, a decent possibility? Yes. And here's why. And it's so crazy because I've, I've been preparing for this fucking series like I'm on, like I'm on, like, like I'm on a coaching staff. So I'm sitting back and I'm watching, I've rewatched all four games and I've seen like different situations, like, cause my main focus has mainly been Jalen, right? Cause Jalen played in three to four games. Obviously Luca uh, ain't gonna be here and Spencer, you know, Spencer played in a couple games, but that first game he had just got here and he played well, but those games were played with uh, Luca. And 
I, the thing that's just taking me aback that's really, really interesting to me is, you know, I'm like, dude, Jalen plays really well against drop coverage. I felt that in watching the game. And then our boy Iztok posted an article today, and I love when my, my gut feelings or what I think I saw is backed up by data. Apparently, Jalen is the fifth best player in the league against drop coverage from a points per possession situation. That midi game, he got one of the best midis in the league. And that's not surprising. That's where I'm going with this. That's why I'm optimistic. There's a lot of people talking about Spencer Savers. If they come out and fucking drop, Jalen Brunson is going to make 25. If they, and that's the other thing, Dot Utah by hook or by crook with their season on the line, with their season imploding still would stick to that fucking drop. And I think they're going to do it and just believe Jalen Brunson can't beat him, and maybe he can't. But Jalen Brunson's about to go fucking nuts because they're not asking him that defensive system. is basically not asking him to do the things he struggled with. You're asking, you're inviting Jalen Brunson to do the thing he can do no matter what, and that's shoot fucking mid-range jumpers. He's elite at it. And the reads are simple for him. And something else like that was really stood out. Um, you know, our, our boy Bibbs has been advocating, you know, letting Jalen move on, doing a signing trade or trading him because he doesn't think Jalen can be the best he can be with Luca. And I disagree with him moving on. Hey man, some truth to that shit. Like Jalen's worst games this season happened when Luca played. And that sounds nuts. Like, dog, there was multiple games against really good teams where he was the only dude who could dribble. And he never looked as bad as he did with Luka. And I realized Jalen is a very, how can I explain it? You got to, Jalen got to know what's going on. And that's when he's best. He gets brain cramps when there's not as much structure to the offense or what his role is. That's when he, he looks his worst. He gets... He, he just can't handle And Luca's a very unstructured player, right? Especially when Jalen isn't just spotting up, when he's trying to dribble and get his middies. And with Luca out, in the games I watch, it's like, yeah, man, he just looks better. I don't know how to explain it. And I think he's going to, and you add that in addition to them playing that drop. And I think Jalen's going to cook, and I like our chances. And if they do switch, because they will switch, eventually somewhat and that's where I think Spencer can get can get loose and my only worry is when it comes to Spencer Spencer be drawing them fouls I don't know if they're calling that shit in the playoffs I don't know he like they gonna force him to make shots and that's what my fear is because it ain't like Spencer has some sterling playoff track record itself so that that's what my fear is. I, I feel like the others, if they get, if they, I think Jalen will be able to find Jalen and Spencer will be able to find the corner shooters, um, and I think they'll make them. I think those boys will show up. But my concern is just Spencer being able to get his foul calls, and they they just say, "Hey, man, you're gonna make them. Good luck." We're going to make you make jumpers, Spencer Dinwiddie. We're going to force you to do that. And if you make them, you beat us. If not, so on and so be it. And that's where I think there's a little bit of a doubt now. You know I love Spencer. Should I love Jalen? But that's that's where my fear lies. Um, so 
if we got to make a prediction, this is where, man, I, I, I think we got a chance if Luka don't set foot on the court. Um, it's only a 20% chance, but I think it's a chance because people don't realize the Jazz over the last 48 games of the season are a 500 basketball team. That's a mediocre basketball team. Um, I don't think people realize how important Joe Ingles was, not just for on the court, but in the locker room. And it's a situation where if somehow we go up to, oh, I think we, I think they done. I think they're asking to be put out their misery. I don't think nobody want to be there. I don't think Rudy want to be there no more. I don't think Donovan want to be there no more. Everybody got the money. So they just like, man, get me, trade me, get me the fuck out of here. Um, it's not even just them two, like. By all reports, and they're trying their best, you know, Quinn Snyder with his 20-minute rant. And to me, if you want a 20-minute rant about something, there's some guilt there. There's some, there's something there. Like you, there's like um, like there, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna actually speak Patwa a bit, because there's a Jamaican saying, and I fully believe it. So it goes, if it na gosso, it near gosso. And that means if that's not like if that's not what the situation is then it's, it's very close and i fully <laughs> believe it about the jazz situation like even if the reports aren't 100 percent accurate it's close because by all accounts it's that the locker room is actually worse than what we expect and you look at like a guy like um joe ingles when the issues were really the thick of it during the season um and i think joe ingles he like tweeted like uh the t emoji or something like that mm-hmm. like, he did he did. Yeah. He did he like in the locker three, room for years. Three, three weeks ago, he did. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah. that was telling to me. That showed me that yeah, there's shit going on in that locker room, whether they want to, you know, admit it or not. There, and granted, they shouldn't admit it. You shouldn't be airing that out. So I get them, you know, trying to, um, you know, not have that out there, and I get that. But listen, if like you said, if we can catch them with adversity they're going to be like you're right they're going to be asked to be put out their misery and I mean think about the series and I've been you know people are and right now um (laughs) if you guys are wondering when we're recording right now it's me trying to rally this we believe Mavericks agenda (laughs) so I'm trying to rally right now but I mean people are probably wondering what the hell happened to me and why am I so you know, optimistic and all that. And it's not even just that. It's um like if I'm like I did the same as you, I've been doing my scouting, you know, too. And I think like for a full series, if Luca doesn't play, because I haven't thought about it in that way. Um my what I'm guessing, because right now we're all kind of just guessing out, outside the fact that you know he's not playing game one. Um that's pretty much confirmed at this point. They doubt he'll play game two. That's less confirmed, but, you know, that's where it's trending. And I'm not as doom and gloom about that because I, from the injury, like, from we knew about the injury, like, the next day, like, after it happened, I was of the um, belief that he'll miss games one and two and might be back for three. That's my, um, that's still how I'm operating right now. Granted, it may look like he might even miss shit game three. I might come back for game four. We don't know. But in my head, I'm operating as if he's going to miss the first two at home then go to Salt Lake City on the road trip. That's what I um, think. And with that being said, that's why I'm operating as if I still believe the Mavs can win, even you know without him for the first two games. Because I, no matter what happens, I truly believe we're going to split these first two games coming up. 
Um, even if we if we can go up 0-2, that'd be excellent. Like I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. But I think a split is more like I just can't see us going down 0-2 at home. It can happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But I just think it's gonna be a split because, like I've I mean I've been also this is another plug. I feel like I've been on a world tour. You have, you <laughs> have been low key, low key. Like I, I've been, I've been proud of like you. <laughs> like damn, I gotta like make time to catch up your media appearances. This is kind of wild <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, I've been, I've been asked to do a lot of media <laughs> appearances recently. So I've, I've talked a little bit about this. You know, I've, I've said it in the Hoopsters space. I've said it um on, it was on Dishes and Dimes recently. You guys should check that out. Um, Sandy and Iman, they're great. No, they're two Black women know their stuff. Um, was on Dishes and Dime discussing this matchup. And I had said that I think Brunson and Dinwiddie, um, they're going to have, I think, I don't know if it's game one or game two, whichever one it may be, might be both. But I think we're going to get like huge games from like both of them combined in one of these games, just because just the way how they play now, you're looking at Utah and you're looking at what they did with Luka. In a lot of the matchups, they were sending two at the ball on Luka. That's not going to happen in this matchup. You're not sending two at the ball with Brunson as the ball handler. I mean, they might, but I doubt that's going to be the game plan. Side note, they kind of did towards the end on Christmas because they had... They oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're they right. They basically yeah. was... Because he was... I mean, he he wasn't that efficient, but... Yeah, but we were playing 10 days. At that point, yes, yeah. I'm sending shit. I'm sending the whole team at the ball. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if we're playing 10 days. But I, I'm just... But you're right, you're right. They might do it. Um, But I just I just think the game plan will be different given that um, they're... I think they're going to stay in that drop. And with that... That's so I'm like, crazy. That's such I'm optimistic, decision. but also a bit pessimistic about that because I just think Brunson, and this is why I'm more so optimistic than pessimistic. And um, this is another point I made, but against that drop, okay, so drop a lot has been talked about with drop coverage. Um, more 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 recently with Milwaukee being a team that played a lot of drop and it didn't work out for them with Utah. They play a lot of drop and, you know, in a, in a vacuum, it doesn't work out for them, but they're one of the best teams <laughs> who play drop, like in terms of defensive efficiency, they can play the drop really well, which is where um, my pessimism comes in, because if you're not decisive in that drop coverage, you're probably not going to get good possessions. And what I mean is if you're coming off a, maybe a, a pick as a ball handler and you get kind of into that mid-range area if you're not thinking take the mid-range shot or thinking more aggressively offensively as the ball handler you're not going to get you're either going to turn the ball over <laughs> or you're going to um chuck up like a bad shot if you're indecisive because Gobert has the length to kind of um you know kind of um dig at stuff and hedge and all that so I I just think um Brunson and the reason why my optimism here I'm leaning up to being optimistic about it is because with Luca out, Brunson's usually always thinking attack, attack, <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to score, like he's, he's more aggressive. So I think um, 
that bodes well because if he's aggressive and if, if he's thinking score, he's gonna torch that drop. He's gonna torch a drop. But it's when he's if he's indecisive, like he comes off the pick and he if he doesn't know if he wants to shoot or pass, that cannot happen. <laughs> that can't happen. You can't give Gobert time to recover. You cannot give him time. So um I that's where and that's why I think Spencer is gonna do a bit worse in a drop than Brunson, like you were saying um Spencer's a bit more herky-jerky <laughs> he like he's he's more aggressive than Brunson but he's a bit more um the it, I don't mean to cut you off but yeah, just yeah. for some people that don't like the drop coverage works yeah. for most players the reason we're optimistic is Jalen has a very peculiar skill set that this defense is literally designed to concede what he's best at Yes, exactly. So um, that's um, that's basically what we're saying here that, um, yeah, the defense that the, you know, Jazz plays, it might, you know, be a strength of Brunson's game. Um, but that with that being said, like I said, I'm not trying to talk bad on Utah's drop because among all the teams that play drop they are the best at it mm-hmm. um so it's not like they just they like when we were playing drop we were playing and we we stunk <laughs> you know like we, we stunk at drop that's not that's not the case for utah they play drop and they're actually good at playing drop but the problem is drop coverage can be easily schemed for mm-hmm. um and the thing with the drop luca had figured out like luca um and powell um as um Istok mentioned too um on his twitter and um that's another thing i saw with my scouting too yes luca and powell had um figured out that drop and with powell i am very nervous this stop pointing it out and i was like yes 100 percent. i'm so nervous at um powell's effectiveness yeah spencer can't play with powell um <laughs> in the pick and roll game spencer has no feel for lobs um powell they just don't have that chemistry yeah and brunson's better but Brunson that's not brunson's game either to be a pnr like maestro that's not brunson's game um brunson's more like a iso i'm taking you off one-on-one get into my mid-range i'm shooting i think that's more brunson's game it's not like pick and roll like a luca and that's where powell excels at being a pick pick and roll like rim runner so I think Powell's minutes and it's so unfortunate because he was playing so well (laughs) and I was looking forward to him you know and he's our best big so we're gonna need him but um I I don't think he's gonna play as many if if that's this is if um the ball handlers can't play with him like in terms of make him you know as effective as he probably needs to be if that can happen then we're gonna see a decline in his minutes and with that being said um an X factor. The X factor that I picked for the series was Maxi Cleaver. Maxi, 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 Maxi. And it's crazy because I said this a couple months ago. Remember on this pod when we were talking about the jazz matchup? And I said Maxi was the key. Now we're back here again. And now the words mean so, it means much. so much more with Luca out. Maxi is the key, bro. Maxi has to put, like, if Maxi's shooting below 35. If Maxi's shooting below 35% from three, we can't, there's no, we're not winning. Maxi has to, because like I said, Powell, I anticipate Powell minutes um, to kind of um, lessen as the series goes on, because I'm not sure about how his effectiveness will look. And this is if, um, especially if Luca isn't playing, if Luca's going to be back for like games three to five, then yeah, Powell's going to be playing. Um, 
But for the first two games, Maxi has to come ready because he's going to be open. And whether you're talking about defensive schemes or just the Jazz not respecting him, <laughs> either way, he's going to be open. And he has to hit shots. He has to hit his shots. It's like he has to take them. And now it's not even just about taking them. During the regular season, I was preaching, just take them, Maxi. Now you have to make them. <laughs> now it's not enough to take them. Now you have to make them because um, you have a guy like Bertans who could sniff out some, who can potentially take some minutes from you. But if if we're in a spot where Bertans and Maxi are fighting for minutes and Bertans is winning, <laughs> we're in a rough spot. <laughs> we're in a really rough spot. Yeah. As, as, as much as Bertans has played well and, you know, he has a torch and his shot is back and, you know, he's better than you think defensively, you still would like Maxi Kleber to be playing more minutes than Thomas Bertans in a series. Like, you want that to happen because of, you know, Maxi's defensive versatility. The fact that if Maxi was better, Maxi is a cheat code. If Maxi can allow you to play big and small with him as the lone center on the team, small in the sense that it's still small and, you know, he can switch. We can still play like a switch everything thing because you're comfortable with Maxi on a perimeter. And it's um, big because Maxi, even though you don't really want him as the primary defender on like traditional bigs, he can still do it. So that's where his versatility comes in. But the fact that if he's not, if he's being an offensive liability, then I mean, something has to give because, I think um, one of my main takeaways from all the regular season matchups, even though, you know, you were basically, you can basically throw out three out of, how many games do you play? Four, right? You can basically throw out um, three out of those four games because of um, so many people missing on both sides. But to me, one of the main consensus was that both teams, they can't really guard each other. <laughs> like they can get some stops, they could dig in, but it's really offense. It's like an offensive, like onslaught from both teams. And um, to me, if you're going to be an offensive liability, then you can't play. <laughs> like yeah. You can't like, or play much. You can't play much because we're going to need all the points that we can get. With that being said, in games one and two, they're going to really have to dig in on the um, defensive side of the ball because they're not going to outscore um, Utah without Luka. That's not going to happen. So, but what you can do is defend Utah probably better than you can with Luka out there. Um, so they're going to have to make that their, um, identity for real like for real for real they're gonna have to really try to um get some more stops consistently but I mean with all that being said and looking at the series like I understand that the Jazz could very well win (laughs) you know they're healthy they got all their guys um you know Spida is going to be the best player in the series now in the first two games at least with Luca not playing so they could very well take those games like it's you know it is what it is but me for the sake of you know, if come playoff time, I'm kind of a homer. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Mavs. Mavs in six is my, that's where, that's what I was leaning before Luka injury. That's what I'm sticking with after Luka injury. Um, we're going to split games one and two. Game three, Luka's going to come back and he's going to dominate them on one calf. And we're going to, after the series, we won't be talking about what Luca did to Utah on one leg. It's going to be a whole storyline. Book it. That's what I like to hear. Um, I got my prediction for this series is going to be a little different. Um, I think Luca doesn't come back till game five. I think we get the split through the first four games without Luca. 
And I think game four is some shit where they was beating our ass the entire game, about to go up 3-1. You know, no one knows if Lucas is coming back and uh, can he win three straight? And then they fold like they always do. They have one of the worst records in the NBA, I think bottom five in close games. If the games with if they, if they don't blow you out, they probably they statistically speaking they lose, right? Mm. So I, I just think that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna be, you know, on the verge of collapse. Luca comes back game five. We win in six. Um, the reason why I say game five is you look at calf strains. It's my whole basis for when I think Luca is coming back is just literally the average calf strain is a 17-day injury. That puts you right about game five, puts us about 17 days since it happened. So, and I don't think the, the thing that I think is needs to be acknowledged, it's a muscle injury. It's not like a neck. So if he, if he can't be superhero Luca, because that left leg is his plant leg, and that's where the injury is at, man, he can't play. He like, he, I don't... If it's split and he's like less, he can't be super effective, he shouldn't play. I'd rather just lose. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want the medical staff to do. But I just, dude, the Jazz are so stubborn with that drop. And I just think Jalen Brunson is playing for too much. And like, that's the thing. Watching this game, and this is where I disagree with letting Jalen go because I don't think I think it's going to be hard to find somebody to play next to Luca, but dog, he just plays better. When, to me, he's so much more, the, the brain farts, the goofy shit that he does where you're like, what the hell are you doing, Jalen? It doesn't happen when them games Luca don't play. And I don't know why somebody smarter than me can figure it out. Uh, he's just so much more decisive when Luca doesn't play. And he's basically going to get to do that shit for four straight games against a defensive scheme that is basically catered to his strengths. And it's just, I think we're going to skip the split. I do think SJ, I ain't gonna lie, dog, even going back to the games a couple months ago, Max, he looks so bad. He looks so, so he bad. He was so bad against Utah this year. That's oh why I was my just like, God. oh, my God. He, he looks so bad. so bad. He looks so bad. It was just like, I, I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I've read Maxi off. I'm, I've been written. Listen. Well, no, that's why people well, no. like, he's her emotion, but he is so important to what we he. I guess I, I know that. But still, I if, if we're talking role players, I cannot have a scary ass role player on my team that just can't happen and maxi is one of the scariest role players i have i've been watching this game for a while he is one of the scariest role players i've ever seen i have ever seen he's (laughs) not even and the thing is like defensively maxi was always had quick feet and i know he got destroyed by Kawhi, but he what he was in front of him Kawhi was making tough shots over him Oh, yeah. he, he was comfortable. He was, you know, that's what Kawhi does. But it wasn't like he was just getting fried off the bounce. Man, Max even getting fried off the bounce. Like, just people have been dribbling around him at a rate I've never seen. That's why when people's like, he's, Maxie's still our best defender. He was. I agree, last year. But have, are y'all watching the same shit I'm watching? Because this, that, 
that Max he ain't been here this year. Defensively, even I don't give a damn what the defensive metrics say. Like, bruh, he he ain't he just ain't been it at times. And maybe he was hurt then, and maybe this two weeks gets him back together. But he just looks so bad against the Jazz. I, you know, I'm Berton's game. That's my guy. That is my guy. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. I think he's gonna end up playing. I think he's gonna be big because the the wide open looks that the Reggies and the Dorians have got historically aren't going to come without Luca. So you're going to need somebody that can shoot with someone a little closer that ain't wide out. And uh, he's shooting like 50% from three over the last eight games. Like he might've had an injury. You know, he was shoot. He was a brick, I guess, from after the trade until he set them two games out or three games out. But even shooting the blood at the ball, he's answered the call every time at literally every single game. And I think that's going to keep up. And I know a lot of people bring up Rudy, and there's been speculation about Rudy coming here to Dallas. This is a stat that I feel like people need to talk about. Uh, shout out to KLC for bringing it up. Because people are like, why don't they pass it to Rudy? Why don't they pass it to Rudy when he has a, a Clay Thompson under the basket? If Rudy has to dribble the ball at all, even if he's three feet from the basket, just do a power dribble. He's less than average from the, he's 49% from the field. If that happens, exactly. People don't know those, man. That's what I said. Um, on um, last pod, yeah, saying, yeah. When people be talking about he, is, I've seen him look, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> like, like people keep saying like he would average 20 and they should that's throw him the ball. Exactly. And it's that's like, no, happening. no, 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 thank you. That's why they don't pass in the ball. Like, there's data, like, if he has to do any dribbling, if it's not an alley oop. It's not a, an efficient shot, and people need to realize that. Like, you watch the games. You watch – just watch the games. Like, dog, if he has to dribble at all, I've seen him put up a brick-ass hook shot. Like, low-key, Hassan Whiteside dead-ass has more around-the-basket game than he does. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of Whiteside. That's my – that's the – that's, that's what Because you don't have a Luka. You don't have a Luka to switch on to him and get him out the game. Yeah. Our second unit is gonna be a problem, especially to keep him off um keep him off the glass is is gonna be a problem if that's uh, he's who I'm as crazy as it sounds, I'm very nervous. Especially <laughs> in these first two games without Luca. Yeah, and, uh, and the other thing that I think needs to be acknowledged, um, I heard Tim Cato mention it on the Mavs. The Mavs basically like the team did like, a, I guess, a meeting of the minds of all the real big Mavs media and Tunkato brought it up and it's something I didn't think about, but you know, a lot of people in the Mavs fan base want a big and they, we got to get somebody that can average 10 rebounds. Actually, we don't. The Mavericks are one of the, one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the NBA already. There's teams that some of the bigs y'all want, they aren't, they don't grab as many different. Uh, Miles Turner, uh, Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah, Miles Turner is one of them. There's, they don't grab as many. Their teams don't rebound as well as the Mavs do right now. Mm-hmm. And I, and this is where stats lie. We play a low pace, so like I'm gonna say, Tall Man, Tall Man's a better rebounder than some of y'all think, just because he averages nine or eight. But our pace is so slow that uh, if he just played on a more up tempo team, he'd average ten or eleven because there'd be more possessions. I think he's you, in Washington right now. I think he's at about 10 exactly so that's where 
I don't mean to be dismissive of anybody's opinion, but like when you start hitting me with the counting stats, it's like y'all got us for with bigs. It because the, they don't look at rebounding um rate like right. defensive, and they don't they don't they probably don't know about it. They don't um, know about the rate. The rate right. is more important than the actual right. like, number. I but, say all that to say the thing that doesn't get appreciated about Luca that motherfucker rebounds. He's an elite. Def- he's the whole key to our de- why we're so good. Like Luca grabs more. He snagged them hoes. Like he really do. Sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, he pissed me off because he be cheating off his man to grab them bitches. Grab, yep. But like Luca grab his fucking rebounds. Like don't, if that bitch is in his vicinity, he grabs them. Even he, against big, bro. I've seen even against bigs, yeah. Trees, bro. I've seen him fight with the trees and snatching them. Bro, shit. give me them shit. Just to get they, that board, bro. Yeah, it's so funny. Him and his coach have that in common. Like they have extremely strong hands. If that bitch is around, I mean, you're not I've about to. You're not the trees like just snatch that shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, and that's something that I feel like people talk about points and assists, and I'm like, nah, that's where. I don't say, you know, I'm not going to say that's where we're going to miss him the most, but it's really, really, really going. That's where I'm afraid, but I don't give a fuck. Mavs and six. Mavs and six. Yes, sir. Mavs and six. We believe Maverick. No, and it's not even we believe the fucking Jazz are 40, over the last 48 games, they have 500 team. Joe Ingles ain't playing. Maybe we lose. You know what? That's fucking life. I, don't hit me with the be realistic we're gonna get swept fuck that you sit and you don't like to me not to get personal but if you just sit and accept what's supposed to happen in your life you're not gonna get far you gotta dream you gotta assume best you gotta put good energy into the universe and if it don't work oh well oh well yeah. we lost it's okay so miss me with that doom and gloom energy. Miss me with that be humble energy. Miss me with that uh, we getting packed up or we ain't got a chance or we going to get swept. Nah, fuck that. Crazier things have happened. Exactly. And I'm, I'm Mavs and six. I said what I said. Luca play, Luca don't play. Mavs and six. That's my yeah, and think that's about, my listen, And think about all the goodwill we've, we'd have with Granted, this does not matter in the grand scheme. This is just a fun talking point. But do you know how, like, Luca will be so slander-free if we eliminate Utah? Everyone hates Utah. <laughs> like, the Mavs will be Teflon for the entire offseason if we were the ones that beat Utah when, and woke up that team. It would also not to be, I hate to be cold-blooded like this because you know I love Jalen, but, dog, Jalen putting up 25 a game, even if we lose – even if we lose, but Jay with this defense, with Luca out, Jalen put up like 25 a game. You go ahead, give him that bag. And if the shit go left, hey, you saw him averaging 25 a game in the playoffs against a good team. Man, you know how much, you know what this is about to do for his trade value if he ball oh, out? Brother, oh, my God. We getting a star because somebody, somebody going to watch Jalen Brunson in this series and be like, wait a minute. Oh, he could come do that for us. And it's like, oh yeah, 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 yes, he can. Yes, he can. And I love Chicago. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I love Jalen. Oh, I love Jalen. But I I I tell you, this week off made me realize like, hey man, his he looks different when Luca don't play. And he's a very the type of and this is the thing, he's still young from an experience standpoint. 
So maybe they find some way to mix it. Maybe, I don't know, shit, man. Maybe Luca can't play with nobody that can dribble. I don't know, but either way it goes, I think you're going to be able to, after this playoff series, just because of the drop defense Utah plays, I think Jalen's value going to be at all-time high, and I think Mark Cuban going to pay it no matter what. And then this, t- you know, trade deadline, you or maybe you run it back next year, next summer. I don't know, but I, I just see this working out good for us. Uh, well, let me clear. I don't want to – I wish Luca wasn't hurt, but I just think as far as this particular Mavs talking point roster issue, letting Jalen shoot all the shots in a playoff series against a team that's designed to let him literally give him his strengths, I, I just think it's positive. And plus, if he fold up, I, the price going to go down and you still move around. I, I'm I wanted to talk to you about this. I actually was going to DM you about the other night. Am I crazy for like not being that bothered that Luca is hurt? Like to me, it's putting the wrong oh, players through. Oh the my poop, god, man. I'm a little. Oh, I feel a little weird right now because I literally maybe like ten minutes ago I was gonna say on the I was just gonna say I feel weird for not feeling being as bothered that he's injured. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Ooh, that's yeah. and, and, and this I is not bothered either. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not because like like I obviously want to get out the first round, but only fucking idiots really blaming Luca for not getting out the That's first round. That's what I'm round. saying. Like, it's only NBA Twitter, like, Stan Wars. Like, if you don't yeah. care about that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. So, so my big thing is, as a fan of the Dallas Mavericks, I know what Luca brings. These other dudes, though, I love Jalen. I think he's going to ball out. I just hyped it up. But if he fall, hey, man, I needed to know that. I needed to know what you are without Luca. I need to know, can you win a game? All these dudes, Spencer, everybody, hey, what what can y'all do without Luca? And if y'all can't do it, given how important this all season is for us, some shit got to shake. So a part of me is like, I won't say I'm happy he got hurt, but it removes him from the stupid conversation. Because like the boy didn't play, the boy didn't play. And we know anybody that's paying attention knows what he is, but it's it's putting these dudes in high leverage situations. And if they step up, boom, okay, hey, we we going to get a big you know, make some pieces here and there, and we 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 working with something. But if they fold, especially Jalen, shit, Spencer too, for that matter. Like we passed the point of doing cute shit in the regular season. Spencer and Jalen fold. Hey, shit, they both can go. They both can go. So yeah, I'm not that bad because I'm like like you said too. I'm I'm thinking about long term health, and like if if he really can't go, like hey, it's gonna be a potential to make this worse. Don't play him. You know, if we get, if we lose again, you know, it is what it is. You know, as long as I, like you said, as long as I've, I see that it's a competitive series, like even if, um, like if they get like swept and most of the games weren't close, that type of shit, then I'll, of course that shouldn't happen. Um, not just even without Luca, that just shouldn't happen. Um, but what I've seen from them, they're a competitive group. And if they make the series competitive or they win it, and this is without Luca thinking, you know, that he, if he can't suit up, then hey, we got damn good players. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. the case, and I do think we have damn good players. Like you I, think about, we just don't have the star or high end talent. But if you're looking at our role players, especially compared to that's the thing, everything's relative. You have to compare it to something. So yeah. you're comparing our players to others in the league 
we have good like a lot of time like people don't understand like sometimes i i see it the most when um the Mavs play on national tv and now wants and, dorian <laughs> bro door oh my god when the Mavs play on national tv this is when like my other like other um non-mavs like mutuals be watching and shit you know how many of them thirst over role players it's not you oh, just yeah. doing, like you know how many of them just thirst like because they're watching their own role players and they see their own mistakes so you're thirsting for a um you know, we could be thirsting for a fucking um Gary Harris. You just I don't know why Gary Harris was the first name in my head, but we could be thirsting for a Gary Harris, and you know, magic fans are like, Well, you could take him. You could have him because they they watch him every day. They see, you know, the flaws that we're probably not seeing, and it's like vice versa. It's why we um are saying, you know, our guys are this, this, that, and the third, and other people like them so much. So it's just I just think we have the the guys are ready for it. They're or they're at least ready to make it competitive like it's not going to be a situation where we just feel so hopeless and i i don't think they'll make us like feel like that um but <laughs> like i said we could be wrong but i'm just, i'm choosing to stay on the positive yeah. side and, of and, and the other thing is as somebody that like i like i like spencer like i like spencer off the court that crypto shit is a is a uh i like the idea of it the way it's been mm-hmm. implemented in popular culture that shit is a pyramid scam but as a technology it's cool to me it's something that has value so i like uh spencer independent of like basketball and i've liked him for a while basketball and everything and the one thing about spencer he is irrationally confident like he like oh shit Luke ain't oh, playing yeah. we good he really believes it he mm-hmm. might not play well he may stink but that motherfucker is not scared at all I mm-hmm. can guarantee you that I can guarantee you that he like oh Luke I'll bet it's my time to cook we about to give it. like I just he's an exceptionally confident dude dead ass in in this situation there's players that are better than him that would be shaking in their boots and that ain't him. And I think he gonna, I, you know, I, I I don't trust him in that drop because, like, shooting middies ain't exactly his strong suit. You know what I'm saying? And the the drop is kind of built for dudes like him, like, stop the threes and the, the ball handler threes and get into the paint. But he'll figure it out. Said, right. You know, maybe they they Jalen screws them in the drop so much they start switching and then it is Spencer time but that's what I'm saying that's why I'm a bit like I say yay big Spencer game but it's more Brunson we should look for the big game with yeah Yeah. Spencer with like like you said his game is getting in the paint all that he's not gonna be doing that all day on Rudy no so um no we'll have to figure out where his value is gonna come from and um yeah, he's just gonna have to figure out where his value comes. I mean, he could torch a guy like a Hassan Whiteside, oh, yeah, more than a Rudy. So, like, I mean, he's splashed, don't get it to he splashed Rudy, he splashed Rudy a few times in the games. Oh, yeah, 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 he <laughs> caught him, you know, he he gave us 20 officially, and that wasn't on no kickouts, you know what I'm saying? That was he was getting busy, so yeah, but that's next to a Luca. I know, I know. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's just different. I'm just, at this point, I'm just really excited to see what they can do um, now. And we'll, you know, if we lose, we lose. We'll cross the bridge, you know, next season. And, you know, in the off season, we have to talk about all things. Because, I mean, the roster is going to need more anyway. Like, regardless of the outcome, 
yeah. you know you're gonna need more and you're gonna want to always upgrade and real retool so you know if we lose we'll cross the bridge when we get there like i said if 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 you're only really i mean granted it's a disappointing situation regardless but you're only really like the world is ending if you're thinking about all the bragging rights that you might lose you know in your little stand you know stand wars talking about people talking about luke and all that in the grand scheme that does not matter um he's here for the next what five years he's under contract and if he can't go if this is a serious injury you know he can't or not serious but you know serious for the first round where he can't go he can't go it sucks the fact that it happened in fucking game 82 (laughs) that's the real kicker here but you know it is what it is and people are talking about kid and whether he should have been playing or that that. i did not see anybody saying that he should have been resting like before the game started so so to me don't walk that kid back don't walk it back back. i was watching that shit in real time people at at, at halftime the, everything was decided. No, the fuck, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. And even when people were like, um, we were up like twenty. No, we weren't. Like Where that we league just got. Like that no. league just happened. That no. league just no. happened. It went from nine to twenty in a three-minute span. Then no on the other balls. hand, on the other side, no yeah, with, exactly no dead balls. The other side, fucking Gold State was starting to was literally folding in the moment. Exactly, was and people lit- were hoping that they were, were going to lose. I, yeah. I tried. We they were folding in, in the moment. In real time, that shit was not wrapped up in, in with a bow, so cut the fucking shit, bro. Yeah, people are walking it back. I That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be mad because I'm thinking about where I was beforehand. I'm not going to walk shit back. I was even saying that um, you know, Luca, if he had if, you know, the suspension stood and if he didn't get a chance to play it to potentially move up to three seed, everyone's talking about how bad that shit would have looked if, if he were to miss the game I know. to help them with it, the it, I just thought literally the same person mad that he was, <laughs> I ain't gonna say no name, but the same exact person that was mad that he got suspended for that game then became mad he was still in the game at halftime, which is kind of funny. And I know yeah, he's so- saying, well, the game was over. No, it's the NBA literally the reason we are at the third seed is because a team folded with a 20-point lead. And it was like a 20-point lead at halftime. It's not like, dude, this is the NBA. Runs happen all the time. And exactly. we 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 were not beating the shit out the Spurs. We weren't never at any point. That lead, exactly. that had, lead just just got, had just happened. Yeah. It literally just happened when, when it happened. So, so that's why I'm saying like, I'm not gonna go back and forth about it. Um, and I'm not gonna blame, you know, it, it just it was just a freak fucking accident. The only person I was blaming was Pop, even though that didn't make sense either. I chose to irrationally blame Pop because he was because at the time when the injury happened, it was because he was getting fucking doubled. So I was um upset that Pop was going so hard in a meaningless game. So obviously that's irrational it's not pop's fault but if i were to be irrational, i blame pop yeah and i'm not gonna blame you know kid or anybody else but you know it is what it is it happened it's fucking stinks but you know we move on i believe in this group to at least make it competitive and that's what i'm looking for so mavs and six we got this we got it mavs and six let's go so, uh shout out to Jalen's agent because i think he's <laughs> the price is about to go up Mm-hmm. Shout out to that one weird account that says 
Luke can be holding Jalen back. Oh yeah, the the, the NBA stand one 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 right. Wh- whoever that fucking guy. Is. <laughs> you whoever, know, you got a shout out. Yeah, yeah, you got a you got a shout out. You know, I don't know if there's too many. Like Jalen's my guy. He, you know, I love Jalen to death. I want him here for a while. But baby, you got to step up. This go time, and I think you can mm-hmm. do it. This is there's no excuses with it. They don't have defenders. They plan the drop, which literally fucking they're giving you a runway to shoot mid-range jumpers, which is something you're good at. I need you to show up. And Spencer, just be you, baby. And everybody else, I think the role player is going to fall into place. I think my boy Bertans, I think if we win this series, his he going to have a stamp over it because he's shooting the blood. And I, I'm... I don't want to slander Rudy Gobert. I don't. I really don't. And we need to wrap this up. But there was multiple times in that game. We ended up losing the game, and low-key Luca was kind of selling that game. Gobert got the ball three feet from the basket with Bertans on him, and he either missed a shot or he passed that bitch back out because he knew he didn't have shit. And I'm just like, bro, that's the dude y'all mad that don't get the ball? That's the guy y'all mad that don't get the pass? Now, he sets great screens, and, man, I'm worried about them offensive rebounds. But I have a feeling if we win this series, the whole Rudy needs to get the ball more outside of um, alley-oops. I think that agenda is going to be dead in the, in the dirt. I think that agenda might be dead in the dirt after whether we win or lose this series either way because – I don't think they're going to pass it to him anyway. When he do, I don't think he's going to be putting dudes in the rim like that. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. You got anything else? Um, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. you the celebrity. You got something to plug? Oh, brother. Uh, you got, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, this your show, but you are, plug, you, yeah, I was about to say, hey, we, <laughs> Hey, and I mean this, you know, I know I told you this privately, but I, I dog, that Hooptress's space, that was the shit. I'm not gassing you up because you the homie. That was some high quality basketball talk. I'm telling y'all, it ain't because that shit is the homie. Like, you didn't even talk all that much. The other women in that space, they knew what they was talking about. That shit was, it was entertaining. It wasn't just nerd talk, but it was high level basketball talk but they also the shit was it was it was good it was i gotta be honest i don't listen to a lot of spaces basketball now because that shit has devolved into people getting their hot takes off and personal agendas against fan bases i'm i'm kind of over that shit it's the playoffs and that was if you just want to hear smart people who know the game talk about basketball that hoops just space when uh that's tuesday night when, when is y'all doing that? Yes. So Hoops Just in Space. Well, thank you, <laughs> Dwight, for that lovely glowing um kind of description. But um, yeah, so the Hoops Just in Space is um gonna be every Tuesday at 9 p.m. So we'll be on this upcoming Tuesday, 9 p.m. So you know, talk about playoffs, you know, different matchups. You know, at that point we'd be, you know, a game or two in to some series. And at that point, we, you know, be talking about those series. And yeah, it's it's great conversations. Um, yeah, like Dwight was saying, it was great conversations um on Monday when we did it. It's gonna be great conversations on Tuesday when we um do it again. So every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Um time might be subject to change. Um, 
like when we get to later rounds but for the first round that's the um time for now yeah and uh you got the wow man as you know i'm getting old my memory what was the other one the young lady who uh she's the raptors fan i don't want to mispronounce her name iman iman so um dishes and dimes so she's um she co-hosts a podcast dishes and dimes with um sandy another raptors fan um so it's just called dishes and dimes pod you can look that up um yes yeah, so i previewed jazz mavs for that and pretty much um i went into more detail and more in more of a <laughs> kind of i feel like we ramble on the pod it was much more um structured <laughs> when i talked about the matchup so you can um also go there to in in addition to you know here to hear um what i think about that matchup too and i think um yeah that, that that's it for now in terms of my plugs but um yeah. that's dope hey yeah. shout out shout out to Iman because uh oh she was spitting that gospel about the play here man she was spitting that gospel i said oh someone is saying exactly how i feel she ain't fold when y'all was giving her that pressure i loved it i loved <laughs> it. shout out to her but uh this is it i'm as i'm just telling you right now i'm I don't got it. I'm about to go get something to eat and I'm posting this right away. So y'all will get this in a couple hours. Y'all not, we not waiting a day for this. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how we do the timestamps because we were, I don't know, we were pretty on topic this time, but we were last week. Yeah. Um, last week was last bad. Week, um, power, more power to, I am so happy if you listen to last week because <laughs> I, I apologize for being all over the place last week. But um, low key, it, yeah. we, it was two weeks in a row, but people really like two weeks ago for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, that's by far our most listened to pod. It's tripping me out still. Um, but we're gonna put this out. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all. Um, Mavs and six, Luke ain't playing with bombs, but at the same time, if we do split. Or go up 2-0. Don't get it confused. Luca's still that guy. They, they, you know, these dudes are straight. I think they can hold down the four a little bit. But don't don't let the agendas, if we do go to go up 2-0 or split and Jalen pulls Jalen Spencer score 50 each. I'm sorry, 25 each, that Luca is holding back. We know what this is. You know, we were we want our guy back. He, he's that guy. So let's get it. Mavs and six. We will talk to y'all later. Bye.